Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us. You can ask questions about the stories. You can submit your own fan art and we can all go like, oh my God, I can't believe they made it look so cool or whatever we say. And then also uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Last time on Dust World Neon City. Do you know who that is that's tracking us? No. Uh, I did... I have never seen... Um, an elementalist use black sand in that way before. That's, it's, it's not elementalism. It's, it's dust casting. It's more common outside of the city. Oh, can I lend a hand? Please. And I think with that, he puts his hand on the object and you find yourself and him falling. And as you are, these images are passing by and they start to congeal into what looks like streams, and then you feel like you're moving through it, and you start to, like, as it's happening, feel more and more, like, controlled and centered, and the streams start to widen, and you start to see pictures as if you're looking from the perspective of this object, and as you do, you see different scenes unfolding, and you see you know, where you are now, and you quickly move past that, and you see, you know, it in Kaiser Rex's office, and you see his couple of goons who were able to steal it away from the night crew. You see the night crew uh, who were able to steal it away from yet another uh, group, and you see it kind of bouncing back and forth, but it doesn't take long. Maybe just like 10 days ago, this thing was in the spire and so you find yourself back in the spire off of a truck kind of going in reverse you know you see the thing being carried back into a, a mansion just this beautiful building with these massive spires on the building itself it looks very like european medieval kind of out of place beautiful and this person this shadowy person uh, you don't get a good view of them, but you see them kind of moving silently through the halls until they are uh, in a hidden room. 
and this hidden room, uh, they find themselves like a vault, a hidden vault opened. And in this vault, which is kind of cryo freeze vault, you see them um, taking, well, like you see it going back on this shelf in this vault. Uh, And as you do, like that person leaves and the vault door closes and then the vault door doesn't open much after that as you keep going back. But there is a moment when a like tallish, slender, beautiful black woman with silver hair comes in. She's dressed very uh, smartly and she walks over and her hand goes on this object and she talks to it gently and uh, she just says Travis it's been too long I I don't like the path we're on and I hope I hope to see you again soon he looks you straight in the eye with his no face and He says, kind of amusingly, Miller, you have to be more clever than that. Obviously, whatever happened to me must have happened to him as well. He's a parasite. He's an immortal just like me. Shit. Hello, I'm Paul Purnell, the DM of Dustworld Neon City, an actual play podcast where we use a game, Dustworld RPG, powered by the apocalypse, to tell an awesome narrative story. Roll the intro. Welcome to Neon City. It's crazy here. I'm telling you what, we got the smog's going to choke you out. Have our cars flying at 100 miles an hour. We got radioactive light of the spires cooking your brains. We got the cutters, the slices, the mechs. And look at this guy. We got the psychomancer, Clarence Wells. He's a pit fighter amnesiac with the power to crush you with his single thought. We got over here, Dr. Andrew Miller, the philanthropist doctor who's going to help you out. You just come to his door with your scraped knee, he gets you sorted. But secretly, he's got inside of him a parasite that wants to eat you. And over here, we got his right-hand man, Silent Monday. Dude don't talk, but he's got an LCD suit that pops up his thoughts with emojis and text. And he's got a sword that can cut through just about anything. And if that sounds like your cup of tea, well, then you're in the right place. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Dust World Beyond City. You all find yourself in the parlor, a psychic manifestation of Grin's mental world. And this parlor, as I described it before, is a beautiful Victorian room. There's a massive fireplace and essentially floor to ceiling bookshelves with a mezzanine up top. Just books everywhere, a few different tables, all very nice. And then two very comfy looking chairs seated in front of the fireplace, as well as little side tables and kind of all the accoutrement you might think of in a parlor. Grin has just told you that he believes that Travis Vermillion is a parasite immortal, just like Grin, and that he came from some time period in the past, whichever time period Grin's come from, something that seems to be like a Victorian England, sort of a Sherlock Holmes time frame. How do you react to that? Miller is just going to try to learn what he can about Grin. He has been getting to know him better rather than just the guy that keeps eating people for some bizarre reason. So he's just observing at this point. To be fair, Grin never ate a single person before you had him try to read Clear's mind. Uh, Before that, he sustained himself on like insects and rats and other stuff, right? And Miller... Can't forget that sweet Miller time. Ann Miller. I hadn't actually thought about that. So it's Clear's fault, is it? (laughs) That sounds like, I mean, that sounds like what you're saying. (laughs) No, it's Miller's fault for, uh, for For, trying to have a work for wording something (laughs) with any sort of leeway whatsoever. (laughs) 
Listen, you got to well, be careful when you're asking a genie to do a yeah, wish. Sh- to yeah. be fair, you failed the role. It's your fault. Okay, it's fine. All right, all right. That's fine. You know what? It's, we'll just do- it's Tanner's it's, fault. It's not even Miller's it's, fault. It's my personal, <laughs> me personally. <laughs> oh, yeah, so before that, like, as far as you know, he's never, you know, tried to eat humans. Um, but you have this... I don't know, because the way you've kind of reacted to him, it's as if he has, but he's been more or less sustaining himself on like gross stuff, right? You picked like I think rats, rodents, um, rodents, and, yeah, insects. rodents and insects. So yeah. you know, <laughs> I imagine you just like have frozen rats in your in your freezer. You're like, sure. oh, you're hungry, gotta feed you again. <laughs> Monday is like, like a, it's like a, a snake. snake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Monday might be wondering why the apartment's been suspiciously clean of pests there. Mm. <laughs> yeah, while you're sleeping, little grinlings go out and like hunt all the insects and rats in the in the area. You reacted. You you were basically like, well, shit. Uh, but what do you guys like? What do you say to that? Is there more thoughts, or do you just kind of like? quickly close up the conversation and get out of there. You are currently physically in the safe house, uh, which is in the derelict district, a similar, like pretty nearby where, um, where patches dream cafe was. So that does explain the inhuman thing I saw in his head. So you're telling me basically you also would have been, at some point, a bug in ice with frightening red eyes. Uh, I don't recall being a bug in ice, but I was uh, frozen for quite some time, yes. Mm. Before we go, I almost went to try and make contact with him again, which is probably the worst idea in the world. Well, why don't you do it out of my space? Okay, thank you. Thank you all for coming. But uh, my my limited hospitality has run out. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Are we asking too much of you? Uh, it's it's not like you've inconvenienced us with um, killing someone or anything like that. Wow, you're just you're just gonna keep rubbing that in, never gonna let that go. Well, I mean, if you're going to act all entitled and oh, how dare! I mean, entitled to my own mind. I'm sorry, I don't want you in my mind. I feel like that is a pretty reasonable expectation for you to be out of my personal brain space, buddy. Do you know how many minds I just waltz in and? Trapes around in every single day. It's kind of what I do. You can come over to my place and I can teach you why I don't do chess anymore. If you insist. Great. Sounds good. I'll meet you there. Actually, don't do that. Listen. Listen. Hmm. I'll see myself out. <laughs> and uh, Clarence is going to kind of shuffle in place and wait for the others to make up their mind. Monday has been kind of screwing around in the background this entire time. He kind of has a top hat and monocle on and he's kind of <laughs> acting like he's sipping tea. <laughs> just sitting there kind of mirroring what a friend does there. Nice. There's definitely tea available if you're like looking around. Uh, also some fine scotches. Yeah, Monday's just kind of just chilling and kind of screwing around there waiting for this to end. This really isn't for him, so. Yeah, maybe you're all in, like, Victorian-era clothing, though, just just because it's... Oh, Clarence great, great. absolutely is. But he's, like, in this, like, stupid... Um, he looks like a little newsboy, you know, somebody... <laughs> so he's got the little beret or whatever and, you know, wow. a little vest. Uh, he hates it. Extra, extra, read all about it. Uh, okay, so you guys are all piecing out then? Yeah, yeah. Doc is good. Just to describe uh, Monday real quick, he has a purple pinstripe suit with a top hat and monocle. Nice. You guys find yourself back in your bodies in the safe house. On the table uh, with the case open is Travis Vermillion's head. Um, he's got longish hair and a thin beard. 
the case is where his head is is kind of like glowing in a slight dim blue with an underlit light kind of coming up from under his face. You all are sitting around in various places. Uh, it's essentially kind of like a motel room almost, um, maybe with just a bit more space than that. So what are you guys doing? Doc is kind of rethinking what he knows about Grin. He guessing he never, Doc never really thought of Grin as being anything other than kind of weird and uh, sometimes helpful, but mostly almost like a burden. So he, he's thinking about, he's kind of sitting there by himself, just kind of rethinking what he knows about Grin because it, it turns out he was human. Or he was yeah, so you always point. just kind of thought he was this monster that's burdened you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, really, that's that that was what Doc thought for a long... I mean, up until that moment. I like it. What about you, Monday? What are you doing? I'm going to say Monday is kind of... I'm trying to think of the... From last session, what the contact's name was for the uh, octahedron. It's Silva. Right. He's trying to look at how to get a hold of her, and he kind of has this idea of possibly stating that since it's the Lawbringers who brought the property to them, that maybe they should get a pay increase, kind of increasing their pay, and maybe a few other things like uh, clemency for Clarence there. Okay. Clarence is um, thinking about the monster in the ice and is now thinking so that's the same thing as what's in Doc. Hmm, that's <laughs> terrifying. It's also not terrifying. That means I could probably reface it. I mean, I can deal with Grin more or less. I could probably deal with this thing. It doesn't even have its full body. Maybe I should make contacts. And, uh, I think I'm going to try. Okay. Are you going for Rita Tell? Yeah, I, I I don't think I can sway quite yet. I need to actually do things. I got a nine. Okay. So a nine mm -hmm. lets you ask one question. Below is the list of questions. How do I pressure them to talk to me, I guess? Okay, so you're trying to kind of like interface in the mind of Travis Vermillion? Yes. Wow. You stare at this head in a box as your eyes start to glow pink and your energy starts to kind of increase and start to ripple off of you like flames kicking up tongues of fire above your head. I think everyone notices and moves back from you. And as they do, you find your mind again in this frozen space where in front of you is a glacial cave. You look around and it's cascading blue light in every direction with the light and the reflection sort of rippling around these beautiful shaped ice sculptures, ice forms that this cave is created of. Beside you stands clear and he walks slowly next to you as you continue to move towards this shadowy figure frozen in ice in front of you with four glowing eyes. What do you say? What do you do? Um, Professor Carmichael sends his regards. Hello players, it's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire and the keeper of Dust World RPG, as well as I play Lucas in Strangers in the Pines. I'm just here to let you know that we have just released a free one-page RPG called The Christmas Special. It's a game about playing 
Christmas movies, essentially. So if you love Christmas movies, you love The Grinch, you don't love Christmas, you can blast it. It's kind of up to you and the keeper, whoever's running the game, the DM. So it's really simple. You print it out, you and your friends, and you can create mayhem for Christmas or you can save it. It's up to you. But we just released it. So if you're interested in getting that, just head on over to our website and click the download link. So that's all for now. I hope you are enjoying the show and we'll get on with it. So back to the show. Play on. And as your voice echoes, you see those eyes in the ice open again and they're glowing and red. And as they lock eyes with you and hear this name, it's it starts to move and shift and you see cracks starting to form in the ice and you hear this voice. Uh, hello? Hello. I'm not afraid of you this time. I know what you are. Oh. Well, what, what, uh, what do you mean? You're not human, but you can operate with humans. You're a parasite of some kind. Aren't you? Oh, sorry. I'm so tired. Um, yes, I. I'm. uh, What am I? So cold. I um. And he looks down at you. What? What do you want? Well, there seems to be a lot of people who are after you, and I was hoping you would tell me why. I was also hoping you'd, hoping, rather, you'd tell me who the woman is who keeps looking after you. She seems very fond of you. I'm... I'm in ice. I'm so cold. I don't know. I can't think. It's... uh, I'm... I must sleep. Sleep. I'm so tired. In the presence of this thing, and now actually talking to it, Clarence will kind of flash back to the King of Red Earth and how, you know, tired he was near the end and kind of wasting away. And a lot of Clarence's initial trepidations will, an initial defiance and anger will kind of melt away. I'll say... Well, you're in cryogenic freeze. We're, uh, we'll try to get you the help you need. Uh, I won't bother you further. That sounds nice. So <sighs> cold and tired. Do. Do take care of yourself. Hold on. Help is coming. Wait, little one. Ah. Not that little. You look small to me. Ah, her name is Dharma. Dharma. I remember Dharma. All right, you may go now. And with that, I will step out of my reverie. Huh. Nice guy. Who's Dharma? 
With that, Monday is going to start pulling up that name and see if anything comes up in the database. Monday, you're trying to search the net for information on Dharma? Yeah, if there's anything in the database or any information in general on someone, you know, just kind of a lead, basically. Ooh, not so great. Ooh, six. Uh, you find yourself in a very tight spot, is on a miss. Brace yourself. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> you gotta be careful when you wiki do. If you do it wrong, you end up on a watch list. <laughs> okay, uh, so here's what happens. Are you feeling lucky? <laughs> um, as you're typing and, and trying to find this name, all of a sudden, your screen kind of like trickles and flashes and uh, and for a moment, it's purely white with a single black rose on it. Um, and the letters underneath it, like typing one letter at a time. And it just says, I see you. And then the screen goes back to normal. The text that's not foreboding at all is going to pop up on Monday's chest. I feel like mm. mistakes have been made. <laughs> yeah, we screwed up pretty good with that one. I don't know what I expected. I, I, I'll i take the blame. I probably... Hmm. I'm, I'm also all right with <laughs> Thanks. that. Thanks ever so. Um, is there a second safe house? Are, are, are there just safe houses all the way down? Is it like turtles? Monday, you want to go ahead and send Hanzo a text. Doc is going to keep his eye on the door, make sure that uh, make sure that if they need to qu make a quick getaway, they can. Monday is not going to waste any time doing anything. He's just going to start t uh, messaging right away. Sounds like a good plan. Uh, safe house may be compromised. Please advise. Well, also mention Black Roses if you can. Also, something about black roses appeared on the computer, along with the text, I see you. Um. Send. 10-4. <laughs> okay, so we cut over to Hanzo's office. And he's sitting at his desk. It's as moody as ever. Next to him is this like amazing techno organic looking katana and he gets a message he looks down at the message and his brow furls as he steps up and he picks up the sword and starts moving out of the office as he does he circles his hand around and two or three other peacekeepers that see this group up to him and start moving with him in that direction. And he starts texting quickly on his palm to send information to Monday. Monday, you get the message back. Black Rose is a notorious serial killer. He has assassinated 23 victims without a single shred of evidence other than leaving behind a single card white with a black rose on it. If he's here and knows where you are and is targeting you, run. Run as fast as you can. can. Okay, after Monday gets the message, he is going to frantically start pointing towards the door, like, check the door, check the windows. We need to get out of here. It's going to pop up on his chest. All right. Damn it. What What do you say about Black Rose? What the hell is that all about? More text. A serial killer who has killed 23 victims. Uh, he seems They seem to be attracted to us for whatever reason. Possibly the one that set us up with the black dust earlier. The gunpowder dust earlier. Super. Well, 
damn it. The, uh, okay, Paul, we, the car's totally yep. screwed, right? It fell like, <laughs> it it fell fell. like a mile. <laughs> you don't know where it is. Well, where the hell are we going to go? We, don't exa- we can't exactly make a quick escape, not unless we want to steal a car, which... I mean, Monday's kind of like I can steal. I give can me just a sec, a just Let's a go. sec. All right, and then and mentally, I'm going to say to Clear, "Hello, Clear. Do you have any places we could go?" I think roll a scrounge. Damn. 11. Okay. Oh. Stonehenge. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. So on a hit, you find what you're looking for or near enough. Oh, yes, I do. Um, here, this is how to get to my apartment, and I can tell you the code. Uh, no one should be there, and it's owned by the corporation, so it should be vacant still. You have an apartment? I don't know why I didn't think you would. I did when I was breathing air. I... You don't have to put it like that, God. Um, okay. And I snap out mentally and say, um, I know someplace. Don't ask how, even though I've only been in a pit the entire time. But I know a place. Um, and as you guys are saying all this, I think uh, Tuck has been asleep in the bed. And he just like wakes up because you're all this commotion. He's like. Hey, uh, what the heck's going on, you guys? I think Monday's gonna walk up to him and just like pick him up and put him on his feet. Whoa, okay. Uh, personal space. Have you ever heard of it? Um, no time, serial killer. Need to move. That's all. It's gonna pop up quickly on Monday's chest. Well, shit. Okay. And he just puts his clothes on, like his jacket and everything, and he's like, thumbs up, and starts going towards the door. I think uh, while this everyone else is getting everything ready, Monday's going to once again stick his head out and see if there's anything unusual. Okay. Uh, roll survey your surroundings. Okay, Monday, as you look around, what's your question? Uh, what is my best way to escape the situation? Yes, all of the safe houses that you know about for the peacekeepers all have a hidden escape route set up for just such a situation. Okay, Monday is going to close the door and stick his head back in. Uh, Kind of point to Clarence, then point to his head. And then make a phone motion with his fingers. Uh, Mentally, I pop in. Yes. Ah, so good to hear you once again. Listen. I'm lying, obviously. (laughs) Um, I'm going to get to the point here. We need to get out of here. There is a hidden tunnel I want you to get everyone through. I'm going to try and attract Riva if this guy's out here by running through the main hallway. That's rather dangerous, don't you think? Shouldn't we stick together? We should, but I need to make sure we're clear. Well, I've got him right here. Never mind. Yes, I'll... Mon- uh, Monday's kind of like scratching his head like, huh? Never mind, never mind. Will do. Listen, about everything that's happened. We can talk later. Make sure to get Miller and uh, Tuck out of there. I actually kind of like the guy. Well, I'm rather fond of him. I'm fond of you too. Take care of yourself. And before he even responds, I just jump out of the link. (laughs) Okay. So you guys make your way through the exit. Mm-hmm. And while that's going on, Monday is going to suddenly dash like crazy out the front door and down the hall. Oh, okay. I like it. Okay, so Monday, you make your way down this kind of bleak, barely lit hallway. Every 25 feet or so, there's a single uh, sideways light bulb uh, fixture on the wall. It's kind of bluish and they're kind of flickering, but it leaves a lot of shadow, uh, different shadowy spaces. There are grates on the floor every few feet uh, because this place is really gross. And so (laughs) their sprinkler systems will come on just to wash out any extra filth that happens to be left behind. Um, 
And as you are darting, the sound of your footsteps in a thin layer of water can be heard. And do you flip your visor up so your heat vision is going? Like, how are you? What are you? What's the situation? Are you just hauling ass? Like, no place like home style or? Okay, Monday is going to make sure his visor is open, yes. And he's, I'm going to say that maybe this building has like a fire escape and outdoor one. Sure. That sounds cool to me. So he's going to make his way to the fire escape while keeping an eye on things, basically. Okay, so I'm imagining that this is kind of like uh, an apartment building with the hallways are all semi outdoors and the uh, there's like an a, a open air stairwell and then there's a exit to the side to the exterior of the building where you can go down a fire escape. So you don't have any problem. You get on the fire escape. Are you trying to survey your surroundings like you want to actually look around? Or are you just more like trying to cause distraction and go in the opposite direction as everyone else? Uh, More the latter, okay. so to speak. Um, I think then we could go one of two ways. I could see this being like a um, face danger roll, like you're trying to draw attention. Uh, or a sway somebody role, which I don't think you're you're very good at. <laughs> uh, we went with face danger, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Monday has a yeah. How how are you getting the attention? Uh, on top of that, I think Monday's going to kind of strobe his suit. Are you carrying the head? I think Tuck has the head. <laughs> okay. I mean Okay, so Monday has a decoy, and basically. The ice bucket okay. challenge, new, I like new it. meeting. Um, okay, so you got a seven and nine. That means uh, you flinch, uh, miscalculate, or overestimate somehow. Um, so this will work. The worst outcome is all of his focus will be on you, um, which means it's going to be tough. Price to pay, I think. As you're running, your sword gets stuck uh, just in between some of the bars, but you're running so fast and you know you don't have time to stop that it'll be stuck there for a few minutes. It can return to you, so it's not like a, like a huge price, but it will be a momentary inconvenience. Um, and I think the tough decision is uh, something will happen and it will cause you to basically uh, you will run past a window that's open and some of this danger will splash on two civilians. These are all interesting choices. Hmm. I'm kind of torn between losing the sword and attracting all of the attention. I'm going to go with all of the attention. Let's see what happens. <laughs> It was nice knowing you, Silent Monday. I'm glad I gave you a good send-off. Yep. <laughs> okay, well, while, while he's attracting all the attention, what are you guys doing? Doc is going to kind of, like, help Tuck get his shit together and get out of the apartment. Um, has Clarence already left? I'm kind of waiting for you guys, I think. Monday told Clarence that there is a secret exit, and I think he kind of vaguely shows you where it is. Yeah, so I'm kind of like okay by the exit, kind like of opening it up. Yes. Okay, so we'll say it's just like a hole in the wall, and it leads to a tunnel that kind of leads you through the innards of the building, um, similar to like at Rex's place. It's sort of a maintenance tunnel. Maintenance. <laughs> Maintenance. <laughs> also, just clarifying, but Monday also kind of assumed that Miller would know about this as well. Yeah, but I think that's reasonable to say. So, um, Doc is pulling out a scalpel. It's really not so much that he thinks it's going to do anything. It's more like psychological protection. Like, I feel better because I have Your this security out. blanket. And he's going to, yes, <laughs> make my, yes. Um, and he's going to keep a close eye and uh, proceed with Tuck and Clarence down to nice. where Monday. I like it. 
Um, yeah, so you guys get into the tunnel with relatively no issues. Uh, it takes you a little bit of time, but moments pass and this room is empty and the tunnel is more or less hidden away. Um, one thing you didn't address is the fact that somehow Blackthorn or Black Rose saw you. So, you know, maybe there's surveillance or, or video on the camera. You don't you don't really know. Nobody thought about that. So just to keep that in mind. Yeah. So you guys are making your way to more or less safety as far as you know. Um, Monday, cutting back to you as you start you know, down these flights of uh, of stairs on the side of this building, this fire escape. And um, do you do anything like really showy? Do you like flash step out across the the like traffic? Do you jump onto cars? What 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 kind of things are happening over here? Uh, I'm going to say Monday is kind of keeping an eye out for like a gang vehicle of some sort. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Why don't you roll? I'm thinking if you're trying to actually like spot something useful, I would go with survey your surroundings. If it's just like you're looking for gang vehicles. Yeah, sure. There's gang vehicles like you want to just pick one at random and jump in their window or. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think roll survey your surroundings. I think that's going to be the best. Uh, and then plus one if your visors. Okay, I forgot to add the plus one to that, so that's okay. a seven. Good oh. thing. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, so one question. Um, probably what is of use, right? Or valuable? Exactly. Thing. Yeah, so you look around. Uh, in particular, you want you want a... What, whose vehicle do you want? What are you looking for? Uh, you've got the slicers, the dragons, the mechs. Let's go with the mechs. I'm curious to see what their vehicles look like. Okay, okay. Um, do they have like hover cars that are basically just like giant, little transformers? Just <laughs> <laughs> they're, yeah, they're all Teslas. Um, okay, so Monday is like darting down these stairs and he looks out and he sees a flying semi. Like it looks straight up like an Optimus Prime like style semi, but it has hover pads instead of wheels. And it's all chrome and like gunmetal gray and there's silver flames like painted on the sides of it. Uh, it looks pretty ostentatious and also dope as hell. And I think he just jumps right off. Uh, roll acting. Well, you tell me, are you jumping into it? What's your plan here? You do see it. You see this vehicle. Okay. Uh Unrelated question. If Monday steals it, does it, and it's a Tesla, does it become an Edison? <laughs> what? Uh, I back on shape that. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Back on topic. Uh, Monday's going to pop on the black maintenance shirt on the LED suit and, yeah, charge dash in and just try and get in. Okay, roll face danger. And you get a plus one from uh, Surveyor Surroundings. Nice, a full 10. Or wait, did you add your plus one already? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay, darn. Nine. Okay, you'll make it into the uh, the semi. Um, I think your worst outcome is you land on the outside just barely, and you're hanging on to the side of it. Um, the tough decision, you land in the driver's seat and knock the driver out of the way, and immediately crash into some civilians. The car will still drive, but the civilians will take it uh, and it'll be pretty bad. Um, and. Uh, ooh, actually, so that'll be a price to pay and the tough decision. Um, you will land in this vehicle uh, and immediately you will have to choose, is it going to crash into a bus full of people uh, or a, a small hover minivan? Wait, so it's like it is the, the trolley, trolley problem. problem? But wait, does he know the person in the smaller uh, vehicle? Because that will change it, things. If, it's yeah. the anime guy. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it, 
if it's the anime Come guy, on. he will survive. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's like the turnip dude from Avatar. My you cabbage. You mean the cabbage? My, yeah, the cabbage guy. In, in, uh, My manga is the turnip guy. <laughs> My turnips. My parsnips. I only sell the best parsnips. Oh God! Uh, okay. uh, Monday hey. is Monday's gonna have to hang hang on hang on for a bit there. Okay, you're gonna hang on the outside. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Monday flies off of this, and uh, and you know he can do um, flash step now, so that allows him to move at at a great speed, and so he's able to land uh, on the back of this hover semi but he just miscalculates a little bit and lands right on the edge and slides and turns around and catches the edge of the, the roof of this thing. Um, and it's a full semi. It's not just the, the truck part, but, but it also has some kind of carrier behind it. And that's what he's hanging off of. Um, as you land, you see behind you that there are, let's see, pick your poison. What is something that uh that monday would be terrified of like some sort of crawling creature hmm i'm gonna say that monday's not too fond of anything with scales so things like snakes or lizards would be his uh something he's uh that freaks him out okay so there are a hundred uh of these let's say wild why did it have to be snakes wild boar sized snakes and they're coming from uh out of one of the windows from above this vehicle and you see them like splashing down the fire escape and wrapping around and moving very rapidly and they're totally black immediately you think these things are made of black dust well monday's going to get sweat drops on his helmet there uh, Monday's going to look for another vehicle to try and yank. Okay, while you are doing that, do you message the guys or anything? Yeah. Also, in, in what your other arm, you have, like, the ice bin or whatever your decoy is, right? Yeah. So you've got one hand on the side of this, <laughs> this truck. The other hand under your arm is, like, this, you know, like, ice bucket that that has a cap on it to get the ice from the ice machine. Hmm. Actually, Monday's going to go up behind the truck and just cut the trailer free. Okay. Uh, so as you are climbing back towards that, we're going to cut back to the rest of apparently the maintenance crew. Um, <laughs> uh, you guys make your way through the tunnels as you do this are you guys trying to do anything else or are you just kind of heading straight this way I don't think we have time to do anything else really I think we need to get the hell out of there we don't know we just know that this guy is a serial killer and that he's very good at what I he does. am willing to do survey your surroundings of some sort mind uh, you like I you you want to go into the sidescape? Or just I'm like leery you're, you're going to look do around because right near I, you. I'm leery of going to the sidescape because I want to have access. Unless me and Clear can do a Freaky Friday. Sure. Clear. Yes? Uh, you're bored. Take over my body. Oh. Uh. Not, not, this is not permanent. Do not get any wild ideas. Also, shotgun. And before you can finish, like all of a sudden you're out of your body and it's like running. And uh, and I think Miller, you notice immediately like the face of Clarence has changed because before I feel like Clarence generally pretty somber. And all of a sudden he has this giant grin on his oh face, no. like just a huge smile because he's just like so excited because Clear's like, I got a body. And, and he's just like hauling off. ass. Okay, all right. He does blame okay. Doc. Well, it's it's not like he's going to turn around and try to strangle uh, He's busy anything, trying right? not to get killed by a serial killer. <laughs> um, 
Also, okay. uh, Doc, just a reminder, you have Grinlings you could always release. You have Partner in Crime if you want to toss out a big old chunk of Grin to uh, to do anything cool for you. Um, just want to let you remind you to keep your options open is all. I kind of forgot I had powers <laughs> for a minute there. Um, Doc would like to. It's like, huh, that's weird. You you remembered that Grin was do. a human at once, and then you forgot that he could do all the weird-ass shit that he does. So Doc is going to send some Grinlings ahead. Okay. Uh, as scouts. Yeah. yeah. So what would you like me to uh, do? Survey your surroundings with a plus one. I got a 13. Well, shit. I would like to, of course, ask what's my best way to traverse, break in, or escape. And what is about to happen, if anything? Okay. I think, yeah. So you send, are you sending your Grinlings only ahead or also behind you? Uh, Everywhere. Okay. Yeah, I'll say ahead and behind. Miller, as you're running, you release Grinlings out of two small mouths that form on your hands. And they're these small little pinkish purple eggs as they hit the ground they immediately burst little tiny tentacle legs and start speeding ahead of you very rapidly and behind you and in every direction available probably close to uh 40 or 50 of these things go out some of them go back into the tunnel where you came from some of them make it to a vent to the outside and some of them make it up ahead and immediately grin says Ouch. Oh, don't go to the left. Uh, It's filled with black snakes. I believe they're made of that dust stuff, black dust. Uh, Just a lot of them. Ouch. And it's very, very unpleasant. Uh, Yes, keep going, keep going. And as you keep running, some of the Grinlings make it to an outside vent. And this is all happening as Monday is darting down the fire escape. And suddenly, just hundreds and hundreds of black snakes start raining down on the fire escape and springing across the traffic, bouncing onto cars. You see cars spinning out of control. Some cars are exploding. And they're trying to make their way onto a giant, massive, flying, silver chrome, gunmetal gray, flames in the front semi, which Monday is dangling off of one side with a single hand and what you realize and what you get from Grin is that the Black Rose assassin is attacking you guys with hundreds of black dust explosive snakes. So that's it for this episode of Dust World Neon City. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to check out our mailing list and our website, therpgempire.com, where you can connect with us, get merch, and even download games. Talk to you soon. Remember, play on.